Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at chumbacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. And welcome back to From Complex to Queens, Amazing Avenue's Minor League Podcast. I'm Steve Seifer, and I'm joined by Lucas Vlahos, Ken Laffin, and Thomas Henderson. And the Mets have finally stopped drafting. The 2020, 2020 draft is over, and it was a wacky draft. It took way longer than I expected. <laughs> I, would, yes. I would really like to see the numbers on what MLB thinks they'll make from the draft and what they actually make from the draft. Yeah, for real. Supposedly, uh, they were supposed to be being called at every two minutes, and I don't really think that was the case. It didn't feel every two minutes. No. All right, so let's jump right into things here. With their second pick, the Mets selected JT Jin. Um... God, that feels so long ago now. I know. <laughs> I was hours not... ago at this point. Five hours ago at this point. Yeah, yeah. for real. <laughs> Let's look at the clock. But I uh, was not necessarily expecting that, but that's a good a, a good surprise. Oh, yeah, I'm totally fine with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ken, you were the one that had him in your mock, right? Yeah, I had him. The one we did, um, like, what was it last right, week? Right, and, and yeah. was it? I don't know. 
The time has no meaning anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like a couple weeks ago, or mm. last week, I uh, chose Ginn with my second round pick. Um, yeah, I, I like him a lot. Um, if not for Tommy John, I think he'd be going a lot higher than this, obviously. Uh, I saw him pitch a little bit on uh, you know, SEC Network games. The stuff has always like really reminded me of Marcus Stroman. It's just, you know, what does it look like when he comes out on the other end? Well, the stuff is good. Fastball yep. sits in the low to mid-90s. It tops out at, like, 97-ish. And it's, Got like, it. a good sinker. Like, yeah. like, sinkers have, like, a bad name because of, like, launch angle and stuff. But if you have, like, a really good sinker, there's only, like, a few of those at any given time. <laughs> the name of the game is to keep the ball in the park, and a good yep. sinker will do that. And then, of course, though, that slider, it is one hell of a bitch. It's yes. real good. It is a, it is it, Chief, is, if you yeah. want to put it that way. It's just... <laughs> that's I mean, this really... Is a guy, this is a guy who was expected to go higher in the first before, and then, and then obviously he blew out his arm this year, which was unfortunate, but still was... I mean, I think uh, most mocks had him going in the 20s or somewhere thereabouts. I know baseball. I'm looking at it right now. Baseball America had him at 23 as their total yeah. prospect in the class. I think I think Fangraphs had him in the 20s as well. I don't know where BP had him off the top of my head. If you're he, gonna take a um, a guy, you know, fresh off Tommy John surgery, I'd say this year is probably the year to do it. Oh yeah, I agree. Oh yeah, for sure. Now he had been previously drafted before by the Dodgers in 2018. And he turned down basically almost rounding up a little bit, but two and a half million dollars. I don't think that he's going to be getting two and a half million dollars this year. What's the slot on that value pick? 1.4? Yeah, probably not. By probably, I mean almost definitely not. Now, I can't even imagine what it must feel like to know that you basically lost a million dollars at least. Because of just basically a, a little freak injury, you know, this one little tendon in your arm just kind of frayed just slightly enough. Yeah, the timing of it. Mm. Unlucky. And it's funny that it happens in an abbreviated season, right? Like, maybe you make the season gets canceled one week earlier and you don't blow out your arm or something like that. It's unfortunate to think about. Yeah, that's that is too. that is terrible timing. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but that's true nope. too. Nope. And and then it would have been one of those things that comes up in the medicals, and then there's a whole brouhaha about it. But you know. <laughs> now, assuming that he comes back healthy next season, you know he just had Tommy John this year, so most likely he'll be on the road to recovery. You know when when the year starts next year. And maybe he'll get into some, you know, light work towards the middle or end of the year. Assuming that there's a baseball season next year, which is kind of a big if. Steve, at this point, I think assuming that the world is still here next year is a big <laughs> yeah. if. So, so hold our horses there. But assuming he comes back and he's healthy and his stuff is the same as it was prior to getting the surgery, is he the Mets' best pitching prospect? 
I think he's the second best pitching prospect that they have. Behind uh, Allen. Behind Allen. I think that's kind of a push, but I, I'd probably favor Ginn. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, he does have... Is it the two-plus pitches already? It's like the, the no, no it's just like I could see him in the big leagues in a year. Oh, okay. You know, if, that, if, yeah, okay. if, have, if he had, like, a, a real season, then, you know... We said something similar about Peterson once upon a time. Good point, and then that's a... He's significantly better. I, <laughs> I, would say, I would say that Peterson never had this stuff. No, he didn't. That's true. Um, but he did have a longer track record of... Uh, commanding his pitches and succeeding on a, in a blue chip program. Like, and I don't think we've talked about how college stats aren't perfect, but I do think they count for something, especially when you're in, at a, if you're not at like some podunk Midwest school without any real competition, you're playing in the Pac-12 as the ace of a World Series caliber team. Um, so I think I'd still have, and I'm by no means a huge fan of David Peterson, but I still think I'd have Ginn behind him. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, these are things we're gonna have to think about in the future, but yeah, yeah. Don't I mean, need probably, to dedicate. Well, yeah, I guess. I was gonna say probably not because Peterson's probably gonna graduate. Oh yeah. But about that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. A fair point, honestly. Yeah. Um, look, like if he comes back from, I, I mean, I'm. Maybe I'm overhedging on the, the the condition of if he comes back healthy because that's a big if. if no such thing as, yeah. <laughs> right, like he might, even if he's back, he might not be all the way back. He might not ever get all the way back, and I'm not trying to be a downer. That's just what happens. And frankly, the Mets ha- do not have a great recent track record with TJ recoveries. So that concerns me a little bit. I'm being a real wet blanket on what is objectively a very good pick. Like, to be clear, I am happy with this pick. I'm, I'm just making the argument for, for Peterson over Ginn, at least. You know, I'm starting to think that you have some sort of prejudice against draft picks who immediately go Tommy John surgery. <laughs> does, does, does are, are you saying that's not your favorite strategy, Lucas? Does See? JT have a brother by any chance? <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's not, it's not prejudice against it. And honestly, I, I think it's, I think it's an interesting strategy, particularly in a year when there's lower information, right? Where you, like, you're, you're draft, I don't even know how to put that into words really. And it, like, I think drafting injured guys in general is an underutilized strategy because very often you get steals and I like swinging for upside. Um, all I'm pointing out is that I think until, I actually see him back on the field with a close approximation of his former stuff. I'm less willing to push him ahead of a guy who is not super sexy by any means, but is essentially a major league ready back of the rotation start. That's a completely reasonable take, and I agree with a lot of that. So, And we're all on the same page that uh, Matthew Allen, uh, the good stuff, he's uh, still number one on this list. Yes, I think so anyway. Uh, it it comes to a point where I think the track record starts to make a difference, but it's not like Jin has too much of a track record anyway. So I don't yeah. I don't really know. Something to sit down and ponder, but now is not the time to do that because 
I've been sitting in front of a computer screen for almost six hours now. Steve hasn't eaten today, folks. This is how devoted he is. That is that is dedication. This morning I had to do uh, Spanish class, and then after that, immediately segued into this, and it's I'm, I'm surprised my computer hasn't like broken. They really work just like dogs here, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, with their next pick now, uh, the comp selection from losing Zach Wheeler, the Mets the Mets went with a prep bat, Isaiah Green. Uh, an interesting pick. Was not expecting it, especially on the heels of uh, Jin being selected. Um, I'm a fan, though. I agree. I also yep. agree. I was surprised, and then I looked into him a little bit more, and I got pretty excited about the pick. Just stick him in left if he works, and then you have a really athletic outfield, and that's fun. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would argue he's a, and I think I made my, my opinions on, on Crow Armstrong's relative lack of high end upside for a high school pick. Like my, my feeling there generally is that if you take a high school guy, it should be someone with more upside given the increased risk and the longer development. And I think, uh, uh, Green definitely moves more towards that higher risk, higher upside, uh, side of things. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Crow Armstrong's still definitely the better prospect, but this was an exciting pick. Yeah, he reminds me a lot of, uh, what was his name? I'm going to find it in Slack for you so I can help out here. No, he was drafted last year. The guy that they bought out of Vanderbilt. McIntosh? Yes, McIntosh, ah, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very similar, young, athletic, kind of pretty... Solid uh, contact-oriented swing, solid speed. I think uh, Green has, well, not I think, Green definitely does have a lot more speed and is a much better fielder. I also say I think Green has more of a chance to hit for real power than McIntosh. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, like I could, yeah. like I could see legitimate power from Green. I'm not saying it's going to happen. There's a lot that needs to happen for that to come to fruition, but... Like, I don't think you have to squint too hard to see, like, legitimate power coming from him. Mm, I don't know about legitimate power, but average power for, like, a center fielder, I can I can see, you know, a 15 to 20 home run dude. I think it's – I mean, two thoughts here. I think it's, if it's, it's unfortunate that we have no season because in the past we could, like, compare some more data for last year's high school picks and, and say, all right, well, here's what they've done so far and compare it to what – the Mets are drafting, but we obviously have uh, zero data, which is unfortunate. Yeah, no. Um, I also say that Green has a swing that looks very um, instinctual, I guess is the right word for it. It doesn't look like he's, which is, I'm not diminishing his work ethic or anything like that. I'm, I just don't think he's like had the coaching or the time put into micro-analyzing his swing yet, and maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that means there's more room for the Mets to make adjustments that are relatively easy. It's fair to say. I, I get what you're saying. Easier to build from the ground up than it is right. to deconstruct and rebuild. Right. He's super aggressive on the base paths, which I like. I mean, yeah, again, it's... Fun. It's it's high school stats, but he was a perfect seventeen for seventeen over the course of his whole career. So, nice. 
a guy that is willing to steal bases, has the speed to do it, and has the aggressiveness to do it. You know, the team has not the major league team has not had someone like that in probably since Reyes. I mean, oh, Rosario yeah. has speed, but I don't know. He's not a good base. Yeah. yeah. Some guys just are fast and can't. It's it's not easy to steal bases, even if you're fast. Like there's yep. it's a lot. Uh, Captain Obvious over here, but there's a lot more that goes <laughs> into it than just being fast, you know. Yep. And I think there's like the statistical arguments for why base stealing and defense have been de-emphasized are pretty rock solid, but aesthetically they're both very fun. And if the Mets grow a couple of those guys, awesome. Yeah, yeah I agree. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Now with their next pick, um, the third round, they went with Anthony Walters, who is a infielder uh, from San Diego State University. This, after picking Pico Armstrong and JT Jin and Isaiah Green, we knew that, okay, they're going to have to start basically doing what they did last year and sign a bunch of overslot seniors. And, you know, that is Walters. Yep. He kind of has, has been all over the place. He played in two high schools um, and three different colleges. You gotta so. do what you gotta do to pay for the first three, I guess. Yeah. So. But all in all, it's, uh, you know, in a normal draft, when you think of third round guy, um, don't really think this kind of profile. This kind of is more like 10 plus, 20 plus, you know. Yeah. Does, uh, he makes okay contact, you know, fringe power. But because the hit tools, you know, eh, don't know if he's going to be able to maximize it. Defensively, he's really a, a second baseman. You know, he's spent time at third and short, but really he doesn't have the arm to play either one, so second it is. And, yeah, uh, you know, not to take away anything that he's done. You know, he's a much better athlete and much better baseball player than me, but... I don't see him being the kind of guy that has a career that goes particularly far. Steve, it's so funny you said that. That was literally the line I jotted down to describe this pick. He's a better <laughs> he's a better baseball player than any of us, and he's not a real prospect. Yeah. All right, so with their next selection now, the Mets uh, selected Matthew Dyer, 
out of the University of Arizona. Same thing. He's an older guy, but he's kind of interesting. They drafted him as a catcher and basically um, during his time at the University of Arizona, he mostly played catcher, but he, he also spent a lot of time playing first base, playing second base, playing third, playing left, playing right. And their coach even was open to putting him in center at shortstop at times just to see if he'd be able to actually uh, play the positions. And he's athletic enough and has at least, you know, enough foot running speed to, in theory, handle center field. Let's get weird. Yeah. Um yeah, he is the, a definition, def, you know, when, the classic, more than classic, really, utility man, because utility men usually can't really play catcher too well. Who was and, the uh, dude for the Rangers last year who was doing this? Connor uh, Khalifa. Yeah, yeah, that dude. The, the... <laughs> it's based, I mean, if you're going to do that, then, like, if, if you're going to take college seniors, I think Lucas said this in Slack, it might as well be different. And interesting, and I think that's weird, what baby. I think that's what they did here. Yeah, and I'm totally yeah. fine with that. If you're going to go that route, yep, you'll get I no arguments from me. Don't know what his future holds, but it'll be interesting. Whatever. I mean, what happens. his best case scenario is a super utility guy. Emphasis on the super. Yeah. <laughs> And and uh, it was also mentioned to me on Twitter, and I didn't even think of that. But I mean, he's six four, two hundred pounds. He can hit ninety. I don't know what his secondary stuff is, but you know what? Yeah. Another mound too. Yes. Go. <laughs> yes. I want it now. Two way player. Let's go. Lock it yeah. in. Two way player who plays every position on the diamond. Yes! He's going to be the first player in Mets history to catch and pitch in the same game. Who needs Otani when you have Matthew <laughs> Dyer? Fun <laughs> fact. I did that with a dude like a couple years ago, and I already forgot who it was. Damn it. Fun fact, I did that in a game once. I caught and pitched in the same game. Nice. I, it, I wasn't supposed to pitch. The, Andrew Romine. The pitcher got lit up, and I was like the long relief guy. And they were like, <laughs> just like, I gotta take eggs over here myself. And, and, and they were like, and, and, my, and the coaches were like, you gotta pitch. And I was like, but I'm catching. And they were like, yeah, take off the stuff, go pitch. And I was like, oh, this is not gonna be good. It was pretty interesting. Did you get For a second, I thought you had to pitch and yeah, catch. Yeah, pitch and catch? No, they put it in the back of catch. <laughs> it was a weird Bugs Bunny kind of situation here. <laughs> I don't think I got lit. I probably gave up a few runs because I was, I was only a good pitcher when I was like 13. And then uh-huh. I didn't, I didn't throw hard enough past that. Like I, my velocity plateaued and I had to stop pitching, but mm-hmm. yeah. I think I might be able to pitch and catch at the same time because my fastball is just that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Never tried it though, and you know what? I don't really, for the sake of my self-esteem, I don't really want to try it either. So, I don't think my knee would hold up to catching at this point anymore. And finally, with their last selection tonight, or last night, if you're listening to this tomorrow, the Mets went with Eric Ors, a right-handed pitcher from the University of New Orleans. 
and he's a surprisingly solid guy for what the Mets are looking for. Basically, someone that they could sign for cheap to be able to save up for all these uh, overslide guys that they took. Um, he's he doesn't have much of a track record because uh, earlier in his career he uh, was sick and missed a lot of time because he had cancer, and he beat it. And it came back, and he beat it again. So, I mean, if nothing else, this guy is one tough son of a bitch. Yeah, it's a great story there. That's the type of person that I'm 100% happy drafting in the last rounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but, again, this this is so abbreviated that, yeah, it's the fifth round, but in effect, it's like the 20th round, you know? Yeah. And, like, I know this is, like, off-the-field stuff that you can't really quantify, but if you could beat cancer twice you could uh survive the minors you know like he has the mental fortitude to be a professional baseball player oh yeah so if he has the physical stuff to put it on the field and do it then i the the, the mental aspect of the game would be there for him more so than some other people and, and, and go ahead steve sorry oh you go ahead that's okay uh not not to trivialize his, what he went through or anything but Hell, it might just be another opportunity for missed value, right? Maybe this dude's a lot better than people realize, because and he hasn't had a chance to show it and or develop because you know he's had cancer twice. Yeah, totally and possible. In yeah. a very in his very brief season this year, he his strikeouts went through the roof in 19 innings. So after yeah. never being a real strikeout guy, like being maybe eight and a half for nine, suddenly he struck out 29 batters in innings this season. Something, the stuff. In and of itself, is pretty solid. The fastball, it sits in the low to mid-90s. And then he has, you know, an average-ish slider and an average-ish splitter. And, you know, as a reliever, which he's, you know, most likely going to be transitioning to as a, as a professional, that's that's all you need. Yeah. And at 23, it's potential to move pretty fast. Right, that's also, yeah, he is a bit older, uh, 23, an old old 23. Yeah, old for the class, 23. Please <laughs> stop, please. Oh, boy. I just joined a new Overwatch team, too, and I'm the oldest person there by, like, three years. I don't need this right now. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it gives the team, the organization, whoever, uh, more of a reason to kind of put him on the reliever track and haste in his career and you know there, there might be something here who knows like we were saying he a guy that beat cancer you know you're gonna be rooting for him anyway so Absolutely. all right um so all in all uh obviously we still need some time to digest everything but on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you grade the Mets draft in totality? So everybody that they drafted tonight, and then uh, P. Carl Armstrong from last night. Eight. And the only reason I don't, because I really love that they basically did the same thing they did last year. They took three good guys at the top and then punted. And I honestly think there's not a huge difference between the interesting seniors you take and the whatever juniors you'd take normally. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only reason I don't, so I love the macro strategy. The players are fine. The only reason I don't throw it up to a 10 is because Mitchell was on the board when they took Crow Armstrong. And that's my only <laughs> complaint on the whole draft, honestly. 
I think I forget what did you say last night? You were at a, a four or six? I was at a four and a half based purely wow. on. The... So today was the twelve. Uh, <laughs> math, math check out. No, all of it's by pick. Each pick has. Okay, I could do that math in my head. Okay, each pick has to be like a ten. Yeah, I mean, I was probably a little too harsh last night. Um, Overall, very, very happy. And honestly, for all the shit we give Brody about the CAA clients and some questionable trades. And, you all, know, all the weird Brody shit. The drafts, the drafts have been good. The drafts yeah, have been I, good. I, would, I, I much prefer this style of drafting than yes. what it was before when Absolutely. I was just mad the entire time. Where now at least we have people that were like, ooh, there's six players in the last two drafts that I'm like, very interested in where most of the time I'm like these I don't care about and it and it's also like that's how these drafts work out anyway right yeah have, no it's you, true you usually you, like oh well we gotta save money for these fifth through tenth round picks and then most of them are just out of your organization in two years anyway it doesn't matter maximize yeah. the, the the value at the top yeah the the Mets clearly believe that the top three picks are the most are the only important ones and the rest of it is a means to getting those guys signed and yeah. you know what. <laughs> I, They're probably right. Yeah, no, let's yeah. In, invest in good players. Right. In, invest yeah. your capital in the best players, you know? Yeah. Also, uh, doing this in a five-round draft is a lot more palatable, I think. Yeah, and to be clear, like, the talent they pulled last year is better than the talent they pulled this year. Not because the strategy is bad, just because of what was available to them. Yeah, like, you can't do that every year because Matthew Allen isn't going right. to be sitting there in round three. Right. Yeah, I mean, we could talk more about this, you know, next week when we do our normal uh, podcast. But, I mean, there there definitely were some surprises in terms of guys that were not signed or guys that were signed way earlier or later than, you know, most people thought. But that's, you know, discussion for when we have the ability to eat because I really want to. <laughs> Steven's about to collapse from hunger. We're just going on about the macro strategy of this draft. Uh, Ken, so what would you give the draft strategy and everything and how it went down this year? Well, we could probably agree about an eight. Maybe a nine. Mm. Thomas? Yeah. I, I'm going I'm to say nine because I was the Pete Crow Armstrong guy. And yeah, you have no excuse. That's true. Yeah. So I, I honestly should bump it up to a 10 because they took the dude I said. <laughs> Crank it up to they... 11. Uh-huh. I don't know. I, I, I hate being like the low guy. Oh, are you the Debbie Downer? Yeah, I feel like I always am, like every year. Did you not just hear me shit on the on, on Gin for 10 minutes at the start of this? What are you talking about, Steve? <laughs> I'm not going to say – I guess I'm going to give him like a six and a half or a seven – I get, let's, let's bump it up to a seven, which is still good, but not as optimistic as you guys. But, it, you know, uh, I don't know. Is it because of the ta- – because I'm, I'm just genuinely curious. Is it because of the talent that they took? Yeah, it's – I think that I, I have no problems with Pete Armstrong being selected. I have no problems with JT Jin. Uh, it's a little worrisome about – how he comes back, but at the same time, he would not have been available there if he yeah. didn't have Tommy John surgery. So you have to take the good with the bad. Um, Isaiah Green, I'm just, I don't really know. I mean, he's just still so raw and everything like that. It's hard to say too much to be too excited, but I mean, I've spent my formative Mets prospect years 
basically watching a lot of games with Patrick Biondi. And <laughs> like I said in Slack, I got Patrick Biondi vibes from him. So hopefully he does not turn out that way. And then, you know, the, the, the next couple of guys, they're just kind of wild cards. Um, but interesting wild cards at the very least. So, but who knows, you know. It, it almost sounds like you're taking a, a more, or what am I trying to say here? A less context independent view of the draft in that you don't like the pick, the, like you're not super excited about the picks they actually made. But in, given the talent available, like what was better that was an option to take there, right? Right. I don't think that any of the picks were bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just not like right now seeing really I think it's green I'm just not seeing the the ultimate upside actually realizing itself and fulfilling itself mm-hmm. but I mean he's you know 18 years old so we have a half a decade to go before we need to see any returns here yep. yeah so yeah what a crazy couple of days this has been what a weird draft. <laughs> yeah, what a weird draft. That is the best way to say it. All right. Uh, as always, if um, you have any questions or comments or anything, you could send us an email at our email address from complex at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. I am at Steve Saipa. Lucas is at Elvlahos. Oh, I lost my prompt here. Lucas, what's your? El Vajos 343. 343. There we go. Yeah. I found it. Ken is at Ken91. And Thomas is at said Met Season SZN. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get a podcast from. Rate and review it. And of course, thank you for listening. Um, you know, we, we do this craziness because we know that other people like it, you know. So, um, you know, thank you. And we will be back next week. And until then, Love the Mets. Love the Mets. <laughs>